Welcome to Living Fullness, a podcast where you're invited to walk with two unusual friends through the ups and downs of the art of friendship. My name is Stina Constantine. My name is Father Sean Burns, and together we explore what it takes to grow real, satisfying friendships, the joys and challenges we face along the way, and of course, becoming a good friend ourselves. We hope by sharing our learning and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. Welcome back to yet another episode of Living Fullness. Whether you're listening in through your earpiece, in your car or in your home, as always, you are most welcome. How are you, Padre? Very well, thank you, Stina. And you? I am well. That's the I'm way. Well. That's the way. What you been up to? I had... Ah, I did a quick out-of-town visit recently. Before restrictions hit in. Just, just saying. Just, just for the record. <laughs> yep. Before restrictions hit in. And I met up with one of my teammates, Andrew Flores. Oh, and how is he? How's, how's he in the family? Yeah, they're doing well. They're doing well. Um, as with everyone during these pandemic times, everybody has some challenges. And sure, sure. They're working through that too. Good but, on them. Um, I got to see um, their twins. They've oh, got yeah. Three girls. Um, and they were able to bring their twins along. And they've grown so much That's since really the last cool. time I saw them. That is really, really cool. Oh, it was just lovely. Yeah. Really yeah. lovely. What about you, Padre? I've been doing assignments. Oh. Yep. Yep. Assignments, assignments, assignments. Oh. They're all due very (laughs) close together. And Dr. McGregor, Sister Isabel, if you're listening, which you're probably not, but if you are listening, they're coming. (laughs) Sometime after these podcasts. (laughs) So is Christmas, I know, but they're coming, so... Oh no, are they all meshing together? Um, in your brain, I mean. Oh, in my brain? Yeah, sort of. Or is that just my brain? Maybe that's just my sort brain. Of, sort of, they're all sort of meshing together a little bit. The, the, the good thing is that a couple of them aren't like enormous. So what kind of assignments are they? Um, writing a review for a, for a work, um, for like a, a written work, mm-hmm. um, and then writing an, an essay. And the others are things like um, I have to produce a, a thesis proposal and uh, yeah, yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how it is. <laughs> the, the groan straight from the heart. And now we hope that uh, Dr. McGregor and Sister Isabel are not listening. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I wasn't groaning at you, I swear. Uh, <laughs> it's just assignments. It's just assignments, <laughs> that's right. So guess what? What? We're on our final episode of the Beatitude series. We are two, number oh eight. Goodness. Remember when we thought we'd get two in one episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who've been listening from the entire series, you'll know what that's about. Yeah. First episode, we thought we could knock a couple of these out yeah, in one. we'll knock Woo. a couple of these bag boys out of the water, no worries <laughs> at all. Not today. No. We quickly realised that uh, there was a lot to cover. Yep. That was yep. just asking too much. But we are here, so if you've been following for this entire series of the Beatitudes, well done. We are at the end. And the final Beatitude that we're covering is, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm. Mm. This is like the big one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? It is. This is like, there's been, like, I feel as though a lot of the Beatitudes, there's so much joy to them. There's so much lightness to them. And this one is like, 
it just it gets you at your core. It's it like, does. oh, that's right, that's yep. right. There's a cross. Yeah, yep. <laughs> say a cross. hello. Yeah, yep. and the cross is the only way to heaven. Yep. Right. Yep. Yes. Remember that. <laughs> yep. Exactly. It's a great, great reminder and a great way of tying all the beatitudes together. Yep. And it's really about, you know, standing for your convictions and for the one that you love, which is God, right? Mm. Like it's the mm. one that we love. Yeah. Especially when God isn't the one that the world loves, mm. that is where we can see a lot of friction and that is where persecution really comes from. That's right. Um, and the Beatitudes really see heaven as the end goal, whereas our world can't really see past death. We can't seem to this, – this world can't seem to pa- see past the discomfort. Yeah. And so yeah. when we have the Beatitudes set in front of us – that sees beyond and sees that heaven is our home. Heaven is where we're meant for. We can accept persecution. Yeah. <laughs> we can yeah. accept sacrifices. We can accept, maybe not easily, but we can accept the yeah. cross. Yeah. But to the world, that makes no sense. <laughs> no, no. No, St. Paul says, right, uh, to, to, the, to the Jews, a stumbling block, to the Greeks, folly. Yeah. 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 To the world, persecution is something we should avoid. Right, at, right, exactly. Absolutely. At all costs. At all costs, because that right. leads to death, and there's nothing right. beyond death. So exactly. we must avoid, um, and definitely not to be embraced. Right, right, definitely exactly. Not yeah, to yeah, be embraced, yeah. Which is exactly what, what we're asked to do as Christians, is to yeah. embrace, embrace that suffering for love of God. That's it. That's it. The word dos- discipleship is often uh, dandied around these days with sort of reckless abandon. You know, people use words like missionary discipleship often to describe uh, fluffy cotton candy uh, ideas of discipleship, mm. which which really lack any groundedness in a Christian spirituality or reality. Uh, the, the truth about discipleship is that if you're talking about discipleship without a cross, you ain't talking about Christian discipleship. No. You know, discipleship, as Christ puts it to us in the Gospels, is, it has a cost. Yes. It has a cost. And that cost is cross-shaped. Mm. Um, uh, so, you know, we, we look to the martyrs of, of of our Christian Christian faith. You know, that the, the uh, they they died for faith in Christ to inherit a crown of glory. You know, the, the the Christian life should be a life of giving everything, everything that we are. You know, we, we often talk in the Christian life about giving a gift of ourselves to God and to others. Well, yeah. well, the 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 greatest gift that we can give is to take up the cross and to follow Jesus. Whether that is in what might be called a grey martyrdom, which is the the everyday grind, yeah. the everyday grind, taking up our cross and going. You know what? I'm going to suffer uh, this abuse, or I'm going to suffer this sickness, or I'm going to suffer. Uh, and when I say abuse, I don't obviously. I'm, I'm talking about a, sort of a verbal, uh, a verbal abuse that comes at the cost of, of religious, you know, persecution. I'm not talking about um, some other sort of trauma. trauma, traumatic abuse. I can accept the cross in whatever form it takes. In the ordinary everyday. In the ordinary everyday uh, movements of our lives, and even also. The horrible movements, even the movements which are, which we wish didn't happen, like you know, for instance, the, I mean, none of them. I'm, I'm sure a lot of the martyrs. I was about to say none of the martyrs, and then realised that some of them were like, "Yep, let's go get martyred." You know, so <laughs> yeah. so there, there 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 were some of them like that, but uh, 
but you know, most of the martyrs weren't like, hey, let's 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 go and get martyred. Most of them were like, you know what? I come to think of it, I don't know if I would like to do yeah. this. But you know what? I love Jesus and I'm willing to die for him. Yeah. And even though like everything inside of me is going live, I choose him and I choose to give everything up. Yeah. Which is incredible. Absolutely incredible. And it's probably important to say too that that martyrdom, uh, you know. We, we, we have some negative connotations with martyrdom today uh, with sort of extreme fundamentalism and it's a, mm. in, 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 which comes in various religious forms uh, and that we're not talking about that kind of extreme fundamentalism. We're talking about a martyrdom which is somebody willingly giving their lives for Jesus Christ at the hands of somebody who is oppressing and persecuting them yeah. uh, and, and forgiving that enemy. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Mm. That's genuine martyrdom, mm. and we see that in the apostles. You know, they they stayed firm in their faith, and uh, and and that witness itself uh, helped to to spread the word of God. And you know, of the twelve apostles, not including Judas, but including Matthias, who replaced him, yep. of the twelve apostles, eleven of the twelve were martyred, all except one, mm. and that one was John. Yeah, because he stayed faithful at the cross. Yeah, the others. They they had to they had to take up the cross. They yes. had to you know John John had in a certain sense he'd been there he'd done that one mm. you know and now the others had to where they once ran from it they had to go and embrace it. Yeah. yeah 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 yeah. Um, and also this particular beatitude also reminds me of a passage from the Gospel of John, and it's from John fifteen, and it's about well this particular Bible calls it the world's hatred. Um, so just let me read this oh. particular section for you. Please. From John fifteen eighteen, If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours. But all this they will do to you on my account, because they do not know him who sent me. Right, it's a reminder that yes, Christ already went through this, and the reason that we're being persecuted is because we are following him. It's because we love him and we're placing him before yeah. our own selves. Yeah. But also as that particular passage continues on, it's also a reminder that this is not about our own strength. We're not meant to do this by our own ability. Yeah. We're meant to rely on the Spirit. And later on, Christ goes on to say that he will send the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, yeah. In John fifteen twenty six, it says, When the Counselor comes, whom I send to you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, will bear witness to me. Yeah. So it will be the Holy Spirit through us. Yes. So we, we don't actually have yes. to, like we have no need for fear. If we're not relying on our own ability, then we have no need for fear. The Holy Spirit will take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we, we, we can't be martyrs for the Lord without the Lord. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. The commandment that we've linked this with is, is the second commandment uh, for righteousness sake you know, is another way of saying for the sake of the name of Jesus who is who is righteousness itself who is the source of all righteousness um, 
and and really being willing to hold fast to what is true even at the price of one's own life and reputation and and, and that the second commandment also kind of hinges upon um, or, or touches upon you know sort of um, uh, truth and and it's 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 it has links with the eighth commandment um, you know that that encourages us to 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 speak the truth particularly in the name of God um, and yeah, yeah. Mm. and it's really a challenge too like this is mm. this is really it's a challenge to reassess you know do we actually we actually love Jesus with everything? Like, do we actually mm. want him over everything? Mm. And it really challenges us to do that, to value Jesus Christ over absolutely everything. Yeah. Yeah. In this, this beatitude, Jesus really qualifies what he means by that. And he says, when he says righteousness sake, you know, blessed are those persecuted for my sake. He's talking about him, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so what it's really challenging, challenging us to then isn't just about having a particular conviction as a as a particular ideology but about a, a particular person about him you know this is about being in relationship with someone it's not yeah. just about holding some fact over right. everything else right right so when he asks us to endure persecution for him who is the source of all righteousness what he's really asking for is to trust him living out the beatitudes really is a whole it's not meant to be just one of the eight. <laughs> right, right. It's meant to be encompassing all of them. So, you know, being poor in spirit, pure at heart and meek, all of them combined. Yeah. And we learn through them how to trust Jesus. Yeah, yeah. It's not like one of those Facebook tests. You know, which beatitude am I? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> We're meant to be all of them. Yes, yeah. yes. It's a yeah. call to every one of them. Uh, and this particular beatitude really helps us to get to the the pinnacle of trust to really get to the to the point that no matter what happens no matter what the cost Jesus is our lord and and we love him yeah. and we act according to that love yeah yeah absolutely absolutely it also asks us to to willingly endure persecution for the sake of our neighbor Wherever we find injustice, where we see a lack of righteousness, um, we we must learn to see the plight of others and and be moved with love at the sight of that plight. As Christians, we should want to alleviate the difficulties that others endure as a work of love and mercy, particularly difficulties which are caused by injustice. Uh, for instance, assisting a poor person with food or board. Uh, or, or giving aid to a woman harmed by domestic violence. This, however, is, is not merely with a view to creating some utopian society uh, where suffering is just eliminated. You know, Jesus, whenever he healed, he didn't promise that suffering would not be a part of the lives of those that he healed. Mm. Uh, instead, he promises that they will always know his presence no matter what. And they could trust him. Mm. That was his promise, and that was the purpose of the healing. And so this is our motivation for fighting for righteousness, even at the expense of our own reputation or lives. It's to remind others of their inalienable and unique dignity and to remind those that we serve of Jesus' love for them. Mm. And that that's, that's really beautifully characterized, I think, in... Uh, 
uh, in Maximilian Kolbe. For those of you that don't know the story of Maximilian Kolbe, uh, he was a, uh, a a Polish priest who wrote against the uh, the Nazis, and uh, and for his troubles was was uh, imprisoned in Auschwitz. And in Auschwitz, they had this rule that said that 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 if one man escaped, five men would be put into a starvation bunker. Mm. If two men escaped, ten men mm. were put into a starvation bunker. A starvation bunker was a crude method of death and torture, you know. And and uh, so this particular day, uh, uh, two people had escaped, and so they had to choose ten people to to go into a starvation bunker, and and and. Uh, you know, the, the, the commandant of the prison, of Auschwitz prison, was, you know, he, he chose 10 men. And as he chose each of the 10 from the various ranks and lines that were all lined up waiting to be chosen, one of them, they would each call out something, you know, long live Poland, long live the Lord, I die for my faith or I die for my country. But one man called out, please, please don't do this. I've got a family, I've got a child. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not ready to die. Mm. Please don't do this. And so this little old man steps out of line. No one ever stepped out of line in Auschwitz, <laughs> you know, let alone step out of line and walk up to a commandant, you know. And, and yeah. uh, the, the, the source from which we get this information is the undertaker, who was the undertaker at Auschwitz. He says the guards were just astounded. Like this little thin man steps out of line and starts walking towards old Bullneck, they called him, the, the, mm. the commandant. Uh, you know, well, what's going to happen next? Mm. And so the, the the commandant could feel someone behind him, and he pulled out his gun and pointed it at at, at, at uh, Maximilian and, and said to him, um, "What do you want with me, you Polish pig?" Uh, and uh, it, priests were were considered like the 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 lowest of the lows. They were yeah. considered pigs, you know, and, and uh, um, uh, they were just above the Jews. So he 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 says to him, you know, what do you want with me, you, you Polish pig? And, and, and Maximilian, being clever, knowing that if he tried to play the hero, he'd probably just wind up having, you know, executing this man. So he goes, well, sir, Nazi law says that there is no room in New Germany for the old and the sick. I am old and I am sick. So take me in his place. And he, he says to him, um, who are you? And Maximilian Kolbe simply responded, I am a Catholic priest. Mm. He could have responded with anything else. He could yeah. have responded with, you know, my name is Ray, mm. or my name was, you know, was Maximilian. But he says, I am a Catholic priest. Uh, because for him, that was the, the very core of what it was to be a priest, was to lay down his life for somebody else. Mm. You know, he saw this man in dire need and saw that he could be Christ to this man, uh, that he could lay down his life for him. That's exactly what he did. Yeah. Uh, so he went to the starvation bunker in place of this of this man, and uh, and he helped to keep the other prisoners who were with him sane. Uh, and it's what made the commandant so angry, so furious, <laughs> was that instead of becoming animals, he kept them sane. He absolved each one, yeah. and uh, and as, as they died, he was the last one to die. Mm. And uh, the undertaker says that when they went down to check on him, uh, he just he was there with a smile on his face, and and so they they they. They had to kill him. They couldn't leave him in the starvation bunker because they thought he wouldn't die. Mm. So, so they they murdered him, and and you know, he was said to have died with a smile on his face. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, there's there's several um, several things that you can take from that. One of them is 
the humility that it takes. Mm. There is a there's a difference between simply being persecuted and actually taking per- persecution well. And yeah. one of those big distinctions is humility. You know, do it. Do you do it for your own glory? <laughs> Which which he could have done, right? He could have right. stood up and be like, "Yeah, I am this guy. Look at me. <laughs> Remember me." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, but that's not what he did it for. He didn't do it for himself. And I guess that's the lesson that we need to take as well when it comes mm. to being persecuted for righteousness' sake. Yeah, um, to be persecuted for love of Christ really means letting go of any any form of desire or a want for glory for self. Right. Um, and that takes that takes true humility, which is similar to, you know, the first beatitude mm. as well. And we have to allow sufferings to actually change us because we can just be like passive participants of, of life, you know, just allowing things to happen to us. Mm. Um, there's that quote that says something along the lines of, you know, I don't like, I don't allow life to happen to me. Life happens for me. Mm. And similarly with, with, you know, sufferings, we can choose to say, well, this happened to me and, and I'm victimised by it. Mm. Or, yep, this thing happened, but I'm going to allow it to transform me. Right, um, right. There's are we a difference victims of there. circumstance or are we victims with Christ? Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I guess we have to summarise here like yeah. all the Beatitudes, <laughs> really, don't we? It's... it's uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're not just lovely sayings. Mm. And it's not like we just fit into one of them. Mm. All of them are meant for us. They are actually the completion of the commandments. Uh, you know, it's, it's, we live out the commandments by living out the Beatitudes. Uh, and, uh, and, and we live more than the commandments. We actually live the new law of love mm. when we live the Beatitudes, mm. that new law by which we're made able to live the new life that Christ wants for us, a life of grace. Mm. Uh, and uh, and so we we, uh, we finish there. Yeah. 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 Well done to everyone who's been following so far and with the you. series. Thank you for and following yeah, us. And yeah, and thank you for joining us in this series. I've certainly loved doing this. Yeah, so yeah, same. It's been really same. nice to be able to deep dive mm. into, mm. Um, into this and – I mean, really, for myself, this has been a good reminder of practicing all of these. It's yes. been a great opportunity for yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. So, hopefully, you know, maybe it's had a similar impact on you. Or it has. It has definitely. It's it's been, uh, you know, you sort of, um, I guess, every year I teach the Beatitudes with the first years, and I suppose I've I've probably become a little bit. Um, uh, not desensitized, but it's just kind of like, okay, time to teach these again. Yeah, but doing this in the context of the podcast has actually enabled me to go, all right, well, I need to think about presenting this in a slightly different way. And and so I'll sit down and really sit with them for a bit. And when you really sit with the Beatitudes for a little bit, you you actually all of a sudden get the concept of the Christian life is exciting and demanding. Yes. Uh, you know, yes. like it, 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 the Christian life actually, it brings challenge, it brings excitement, and most importantly... It brings love yeah. and peace. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, because it's not demanding yeah. in like the overbearing sense. No. It's no. demanding in like it calls you out, like it calls that's, you to that's better, right. it calls you to greatness. Which, which, I, I, from the perspective of someone who sits outside of Christianity, 
I could imagine how mm. it does look overbearing. Mm. Uh, I think C.S. Lewis said, you know, Christianity is not something which has been tried, found wanting, and therefore discarded. Yeah. It's, it's something which has been tried, found too difficult, and then abandoned. Mm. Uh, you know, so it's, it's I think, from, from, from an outside perspective of, oh, I might give this a go. Ooh, ooh. It's hard. Ooh, this requires, <laughs> I don't like this very much. You know, it's, it's sort of, yeah. 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 So, so I get how you could see how you could think of it as being too overbearing. But um, in, in in the words of Benedict the Sixteenth, never be afraid of following God. Mm. God never takes anything of what is beautiful and good from life. Mm. He only magnifies it tenfold, uh, and 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 you know allows it to experience with with a renewed passion and love and zest for life that can only come from knowing God and Spirit. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. The Lord is good. Yes. Yes. Amen to that. Well, thanks again for joining us for this particular series. Mm. Um, We might jump over into a truth, beauty and goodness for the week. Yes. Yes. What has been a truth, beauty and goodness for you this week, Padre? I was at a valedictory dinner for St. Francis College. I'm the chaplain of St. Francis College, which is the university college at CSU. It's, It's one of the... One of the things that I, I surrender as I move to, to Narandra. And uh, so for the, the, the last time, I, I addressed them formally as their chaplain. Mm. And, uh, and I, I sort of um, said to them that that I am sorry in, in one sense to leave. I'm also very excited in another sense to leave. And and that, uh, you know, but, but they're, all, they're all wonderful, wonderful young people and, and with a, a great deal of goodwill. And um, they really showed and demonstrated that even with each other um, during during that night. Um, it was, of course, like all university gigs are, uh, a little bit wild to some degree, but but uh, but a good kind of wild, mm. not a not a not a horrible kind of wild. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. That would have been um, interesting because you've been there for a while now. Yes, I've I've been there since two thousand and sixteen. Yeah. 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 That's some time to say goodbye mm. to. Yeah. How about yourself? Ah, I had an interesting keynote address to make earlier today. Mm. Uh, it was for the local health advisory committees across the Murrumbidgee. Mm-hmm. So the Murrumbidgee Local Health District and the Primary Health Network put on a forum once a year for all the volunteers who are part of the advisory committees across the 33 Districts, right, right, and they invited me to be the keynote speaker. Brilliant for their forum, which That's I was beautiful. like, "Whoa, That's really, really cool." <laughs> what me? <laughs> like you guys are health people. <laughs> what, <laughs> what can I? What can I offer? And um, they asked me to speak on kindness, mm. and right particularly, well, particularly in this time period and with the pandemic, and yeah. they just felt that it was important to communicate that. There's a story for everyone and everybody's mm. going through mm. something and we can dig a bit deeper to find compassion. Yeah, okay. So, okay. yeah, a very interesting experience um, and it was really intriguing to also sit back and listen to yeah. some of the others that were there and, and really the challenges that they're facing on the front line during this pandemic. So, wow. Mm. Wow. Well done. Yeah. 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 It Beautiful work. Done. Yeah, it's, it's different to 
to be going through a pandemic and listening to what's happening to frontline workers. Right, and right, yeah, sure. To be part of sure. a conversation with them. Yeah. With a whole group of That's a different story, eh? Them is very interesting, yeah. very insightful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Very good. So thanks everyone for joining us for another episode of Living Fullness. We hope that there's been something useful or helpful or humorous <laughs> in this episode that you've all been the able above. to or all the above that you've been able to take away from this episode as always we love hearing your feedback if you would like to send us a message either on instagram living fullness or over on our facebook group virtue ministry or as always if you know us you can come and talk to us in person we also have a patreon page and we would love for you to jump on board and financially support us which will help us keep going with our podcast especially into the new year with the different changes that we have we'll be needing a bit more financial support to be able to keep going with the podcast so even as little as three dollars a month will help us go makes a, a difference yeah, but until next time love a love of prayers god bless